from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to give you a better picture of how the COVID-19 virus is impacting all parts of the alcohol beverage business, as well as to help provide a bit of hope and a path forward for all of us. Today, I'm talking with Sam Liotta, Brand Director of the McAllen and the Americas. Sam, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Adam. How are you doing? I mean, this is crazy, right? <laughs> Yes, it's, you know, it's a new reality by now. And um, I think we're all just finding new ways to to cope and survive and make the best of it. <laughs> but I'm doing great. How are you? Okay, okay. So, you know, getting used to working from home. Um, before we started the recording, I learned that you live not so far from me. So, um, you know, we're, we're both we're both finding our way in Brooklyn. Um, what's it been like for you to sort of, you know, be, run a brand, uh, a very well known Scotch brand at that from your home in Brooklyn? For the past two months, it's been quite interesting. <laughs> it's um, you know we definitely feel a little removed, you know, at first from just the reality of the trade, from what's happening with consumers. But I think you know we have all learned very quickly that the distance is physical, but it's not real because more than ever, I feel like we're so connected to everything that's going on, and I hear so much more from my trade partners, from my wholesalers, from consumers, from, you know, different partners that we work with. So I feel like that, you know, that gap is definitely a lot smaller than what we originally thought it would be. So, you know, obviously this, this crisis has impacted every, uh, you know, spirits, wine or beer producer brand differently. So I'm curious, you know, obviously I think a lot of our, our listeners think of scotch as something that obviously is, is consumed on premise but also it's consumed a lot off premise, right? So there's already a lot of people who are drinking scotch at home. It's one of the spirits that people really gravitate towards, I think, uh, in terms of consuming it in your home. So prior to this, like, were you already pretty well focused off premise? Was was off premise more important for you or was on premise more important? And, and so can you sort of lay the groundwork for what you were doing prior to COVID-19 and then how that has changed since you've lost one entire channel? Sure. No, absolutely. I think... You know, McAllen has definitely felt the impact of COVID, like many businesses and brands. And actually, the consumption moments for McAllen are very on-premise focused. Interesting. Which I think it's quite a, it's quite unusual. And um, so obviously very affected. And, you know, I think even across, outside of just the U.S., our travel retail business, which was also, you know, a large share of our business has been, you know, as you can imagine, uh, very much affected. But, mm -hmm. you know, our marketing, our business strategy are resilient. We are very fortunate because our business believes in the long-term investment that really goes far beyond, you know, most economic cycles. And that allows us to have a sustainable brand building model. And, you know, as part of that over the years, I think we stay true to that commitment to, to innovation and most importantly, by continuously creating those unique experiences to connect with our consumers in a meaningful way. And in addition to leading innovation, you know, in terms of our releases and collaborations, we have always, you know, tried to really lead the way when it comes to new technologies, immersive experiences, and, you know, constantly challenging ourselves to create new ways to enhance that consumer experience. So I think for quite some time, you know, a lot of our initiatives have been digitally led, you know, and I think we pioneered a lot of these technologies in the industry, you know, with virtual reality, augmented reality, touchable video, you know, educational chatbots, digital gift guide, digital nosing guide, and so on. 
And this was also true during COVID. I think we just, you know, continue to build on that strong foundation we had in the digital space and quickly accelerated and shifted in a few areas. Uh, you know, we amplified the digital marketing efforts overall. We also expanded, you know, our partnership and activity with e-commerce platforms and incorporated those into our channels a lot more. And more importantly, we focused our social programming on, you know, not only the at-home consumption, which is the new consumption moment, but also in building that sense of community, which has always been part of, you know, a core value for us. And, you know, people want to connect, you know, I think especially whiskey, it's usually a shared experience. It is very on-premise focused. So, you know, how does it translate into this new reality? And we're bringing ways to bridge that gap of social distancing, you know, by connecting with our consumers, our fans and our community overall. And, you know, so the content piece plays into that, you know, there's high demand for whiskey knowledge and education and right. we have a lot of great resources to bring that to life, you know, with our brand ambassador network globally, our whiskey making team from the distillery has been connecting, which has been great, you know, providing at home consumption moments, you know, we have our perfect serve with the ice ball machine, for example. So there's a lot of different ways we're, we're finding to connect with consumers during this time. Out of curiosity, who are you finding that is con- so? First of all, where are you publishing this content? Is it just mostly on like McAllen's sites and on your social? Yeah, on our social channels. Mm-hmm. And then who is consuming it? Do you know? So is it more trade who's interested in learning more? Is it you know more of your you know Scotch aficionado? Is it a Scotch newbie? Um, who do you think you're speaking to when when this is all um, going out over your social channels? I think it's a combination of all of those audiences, to be honest. I okay. Think trade equally consumers. I think this is, you know, the, the very interesting thing about whiskey and I think scotch in particular, there's a strong sense of community. There's, you know, that the whiskey community that people belong and people want to belong, you know, want to join and want to be part of. So I think that continues to grow and foster. And a lot of that is just through word of mouth. You know, I think our share of voice is higher than a lot of other brands. And that's just, you know, consumers posting their own channels, talking about the brand, spreading the love. There's so many, you know, posts, just user generated content and people, you know, showcasing their collections and, you know, very sophisticated photos. How do they display the Macau? I mean, there's, I should one day basically just have a photo book of all of those (laughs) photo shoots because it's quite interesting The you know, the organic love that this brand gets. Um, So, yeah, we're continuing to see that community continue to be super engaged and craving those those moments. You know, we've always had this, you know, McKellen moments as kind of a phrase, which, you know, continues to gain traction. And we brought that to life with a lot of, you know, our own people from our distillery team, our brand ambassadors. And that is trending, you know, really well in, you know, with, our, with our consumer base. So we're continuing to, to feed those moments. So speaking to, obviously, the love that people have for this brand, and I think it's interesting to – I want to go back a little bit and, and just clarify. So when you're saying, obviously, the the travel um, – sales are down. That's are we talking mostly about like duty free stores? Yes, duty free stores, yes. Mm-hmm. So McAllen's always been like a, a brand that people have looked for, obviously, uh when they travel. It's a brand that, as you're saying, people are, you know, really fond of. Do you have an explanation for why? Um it's always been something that, you know, is is fascinating in terms of the the Spears brands that obviously people really love and and what the reason for that is. And McAllen more than almost any other Scotch brand when we talk to our readers is the one they talk about. So can you point to what the cause is? I mean, obviously the juice is 
wonderful, <laughs> but there, there's got to be more, right? So what is it that you think the brand has done and is, pro- and is still doing in COVID that's really fueling that allegiance that people have for the McAllen? Yeah, I think it is, you know, back to that point about that long term, you know, sticking to the strategy and having that sustainable brand building model and it's really staying true to who we are. I think, you know, we're very big when it comes to innovation and, you know, partnerships and, you know, different initiatives. But I think that's always done very carefully in a way that's authentic to the brand. So, you know, I think we could have very easily, you know, tune into different trends and get on different bandwagons. But I think we've always, you know, whatever comes in terms of innovation always stays true to our DNA and to our values. And I think, you know, consumers know that. I think more and more, I think, you know, people want to know what's behind, you know, the marketing, the advertising. They want to know what's, you know, what's the substance behind the brand. And people can see right through that. And we've always been very transparent about how we do things, our processes, you know, where we come from. And I think that resonates with consumers. So I think, you know, I would attribute a lot of, you know, the success that the brand has seen over the years to that. That makes a lot of sense, first of all. But speaking in terms of, we were saying that a lot of your consumption was happening on premise prior. Have you, Did you take any steps since that's happened? I mean, obviously you're saying you move to doing more digitally, which you'd already always already done. And you're pushing more to e-commerce platforms. I'm assuming like Drizzly and Minibar and Reserve Bar and all that stuff. But is there things that the McAllen is doing now uh, that's sort of focused on on-premise or have you started to plan for what on-premise coming back looks like? Because I'm, I'm curious where the use case for the McAllen is on-premise. I'm assuming it's mostly high-end cocktail bars and fancy restaurants, right? It's like a, it's a dram of scotch at the end of the meal or something. And those places, a lot of people think are going to come back more slowly than maybe your casual restaurant that can open 20 seats in the parking lot and people can go and have a burger and fries and drink a good craft beer. So I'm curious what what conversations you're having with your team about uh, the future of on-premise, what you think the future of on-premise could look like and how you're planning for that. Sure. I think, you know, of course, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. And, you know, we're lucky to have a great team in place, you know, just looking at exactly how we're going to come back and what we can do in the meantime, right? Because there's different ways that we can support right now. I think, you know, of course, taking care of giving back to the trade is something that we've always done, um, not only the McAllen, but Edrington, the McAllen parent company, you know, giving more as part of the, the ethos of the company. We're actually owned by a charitable trust. Uh, so charitable giving is something we've always we've always done. The McAllen specifically, you know, we work with the, the USBG, um, the Emergency Relief Fund. You know, last year we had an initiative where we gave back to them and we continue to do that as part of DISCUS. Um, you know, Edrington and the McAllen also um, uh, you know, they got together uh, to, to give back to the USBG during the crisis when it hit as well. So, of course, you know, taking care of what we can do now, but also looking the mid and short term. Um, and I think we're, you know, we're trying to find those pockets of, you know, opportunities and they're coming slowly. Uh, but we're, we're keeping the conversation going because I think, you know, the one thing that the brand has been really great at is kind of fostering those relationships, strong relationships with the trade. And because we are so on-premise focused, I think it's even more important than ever that we continue those conversations and find ways to, to support them and 
you know, have open conversations for the future. And I think we're also, you know, turning a lot of those on-premise moments to at-home moments, right? So a lot of the right. serves that people used to experience and the moments they used to experience at the bars or the steakhouses or the fancy restaurants, as you said, you know, how do we bring that to life? And I think, you know, our ice ball, for example, uh, which is the, the sphere that, you know, there's an ice ball maker, uh, which we created, you know, we've been kind of sharing a lot of that content on our social channels and it's, you know, been performing so well. And we actually added that as part of our e-commerce offering, thinking that, you know, maybe we might see some interest and we're seeing a lot of interest on that. Wait, people actually buying the ice ball machine? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> and there's, you know, a lot of demand for that. And we keep getting more and more requests. So it's just great to see that engagement because it's something that that's before, amazing. You would only experience at a restaurant, right? Or at a bar. And now people want that experience at home, which is, you know, it's great to see. Uh, I need to find this machine right now. I have to take a look at it. And that's amazing. I'd love to know the people who are buying this machine. Yes. <laughs> that's really awesome. That's like, that's, that's You'll super see, crazy. you know, if you follow the McAllen hashtag, you might see the, you know, because they're very vocal too, you know. And so the person who like bought it will then show it off. Oh, absolutely. We can count on it. <laughs> so, so, you know, in, in terms of speaking of the serves, are, are, is there a certain serve now that you're seeing people are gravitating more too because they're at home? Like, is there something, I mean, obviously the ice ball for those that are super obsessed and are, are buying the machine is one, but is there a way you're seeing people, you know, consume the McAllen more than another way? I think we're seeing, you know, people getting interested in doing more of kind of like the vertical tastings or, you know, flight tastings, tasting across expressions because people are taking the time to show off their collection. Okay. You know, whether it's just, different McAllen expressions or different whiskeys and the McAllen. So we're seeing people kind of showing off and, you know, comparing tasty notes and really geeking out, which, you know, we love to see. And we're kind of feeding into that with a lot of our brand ambassadors weighing in and conducting their daily drams kind of tastings and having you know, a lot of their fans and consumers weigh in and ask questions. Um, I think we're also seeing a trend towards cocktails. And I think that's across the brand. You know, people are getting creative with recipes, not only when it comes to cooking, but also creating cocktails at home. Um, so we're seeing a lot more of that, you know, with the McCallum, which we hadn't really seen much before because, you know, there's a lot of the, um, the traditionalists, you know, and it comes yeah. to scotch consumption. So even, you know, when we talk about the ice ball, there are a lot of fans, but there are a lot of, you know, people who just, think it's blasphemy to add ice or water to your whiskey, you know, so it's, it generates a lot of conversation, which we love anyway, you know, so it's just great to see that. Well, it's funny you bring that up because that was going to be one of the things I was going to ask you about that, you know, obviously at VinePair, we don't feel this way, but we do hear from a lot of readers who think that like you don't use single malt in cocktails. Um, <laughs> and so I was curious, you know, obviously to, to understand if, if cocktail, you know, we're seeing a massive amount of cocktail uh, making in this quarantine, right? Like even for Vine Pair, we're seeing this just explosive amount of traffic to our own cocktail library for people looking for recipes and things uh -huh. like that. So I've wondered, like, is that something that you feel like as a brand you've had to sort of educate your audience to, to say to especially your loyalists, like, no, 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 it's okay. Like it's, it is a whiskey. It's a great whiskey, but it's a whiskey that you can use in cocktails and it can heighten the cocktails or have there been people who quickly adopted it now because we're in quarantine mode? You know, I think to me, I always say, you know, as with any cocktails, the best ingredients make the best cocktails, right? So the fresh juices, you know, where you source mm -hmm. your ingredients from. And I think the same goes for the spirit that you use. So if you're using the best single malt, you will have the best cocktail, right? I personally love a whiskey sour with Macallan. 
that is my go-to drink like all the time. <laughs> and I've been making a lot of that at home. And I think, you know, I've been encouraging people to, to enjoy it any way they want. You know, I think at the end of the day, I think, you know, we're not in the business of judging. As long as you're enjoying it, it's, you know, it's fair game. So what is your recipe for a whiskey sour? Um, I'm just traditional. You know, I've been, well, it's kind of funny because, you know, I, I like the egg whites and I feel like now and, you know, a lot of supplies and food is um, yeah. <laughs> limited. I'm trying to feel more precious about my egg whites, but, you know, I just do the egg white, um, fresh lemon juice, and I actually use maple syrup as my sweetener, which is like my little secret. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a bar close to you that makes one of my favorite cocktails, Elsa, uh-huh. and they have a they have a version of a whiskey sour, but then they use a smokier scotch as like a floater, and they use maple syrup as opposed to honey or, or simple syrup. And it's absolutely delicious. So yeah. you're just following in, in a great direction. Um, one other question for you is, as you know, someone who is, you know, running a brand and, and of the Americas, I assume you travel a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see yourself traveling anytime soon? Like if it opens, how quickly will your a position like yours need to travel? Um, or do you think in this new age, we'll do a lot more on zoom and you'll connect with accounts and brand ambassadors and things like that still from New York? Yeah, I've used to, I used to travel quite a bit and, uh, I think I've seen that. I don't think I've been home for this long in years. So I've yeah. definitely noticed that. And to be quite honest, I, I don't think I'll ever go back to what it was. And I think, you know, and I think it's a good thing. You know, we've been able to really adopt these new technologies, you know, Zoom, we're, we use Microsoft Teams at Edrington. And I think, you know, I'm more connected than ever, even with the traveling, seeing people in person, I feel like now, you're almost overconnected, and I think that's a really great thing. And I think you'll most likely transition to being a lot more digitally led, you know, conversations, discussions, meetings than the in person. Uh, but you know, it's it's a remains to be seen. You know what actually becomes of this? Yeah. Totally. Well, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time uh, today to speak with us about what you're up to, what the brand is up to. I really appreciate it, and I wish you nothing but the best. And if there's anything the Vine Pair can do for you or the McAllen in the future, please let us know. Just more cocktail recipes. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> thank you so much, Adam. Appreciate thank you. It. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the Vine Pair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.